0: The transportation sector has embraced design build in a big way, with the latest market research anticipating continued and impressive growth over the next five years. Welcome to the Design Build Delivers podcast. I'm Kim Wright with the Design Build Institute of America. Today, we're going to drill down on that a bit and talk specifically about design build in transit and rail from both an owner and practitioner's perspective. We're talking to Tim McKay, who is Executive Vice President, Dallas Area Rapid Transit, and Phil Sheridan, who's the Senior Vice President, Clark Civil. And we offer a special thanks to Georgia Pacific Gypsum for bringing this episode of Design Build Delivers to you. So today we are excited. We're going to get to talk a little bit about rail and a little bit about transit. Um, we've got Tim McKay, who is Executive Vice President at Dart in Dallas, and Phil Sheridan, who's a Senior Vice President at Clark Civil. Uh, well, There's so many places we could go with this, but let's just start with Dart. Um, Dart has been a, a very aggressive design build user. You guys have been doing some really creative and innovative things out there. Tell me a little bit about your program and, and what Dart has been doing in the last few years.
1: Well, good morning or good afternoon, depending on where you're at. <laughs> um, we, um, we started out uh, our programs um, 20, 30 years ago with traditional design, bid, build. And what we were finding, we were finding that we were in litigation almost at after every project. Decided that maybe we needed to um, update a little bit and try and find a better partner. So we made a migration to design build through CM at risk. Once we hit design build, it really uh, felt like that was a good uh, spot for us. Uh, We're very blessed in in the Dallas area to have uh, good constructors, uh, good uh, designers. And so we struck up some partnerships uh, the first time we tried design build, it was very successful, albeit very different. Right. And the hardest thing from an owner's perspective was to to give up a measure of control, but it really came down to allowing whoever was best to control that risk for the project to do that and work in a partnership. And it's it's really been fantastic. We've had great success doing that.
2: I think you know Tim has hit on uh, so many of our fundamentals that we practice at DBIA and why we believe design-build is a, a great delivery tool, and I think it fits the transit market wonderfully. Um, these are complex jobs. Uh, they bring in you know often in integrating an active network or system that you have to either expand or build a, a fill-in station where a new population center is in. So they're very complex jobs and. I, everyone that I've been involved in and, in, you know, speaking to Clark Civil in the Mid-Atlantic or the bigger Clark throughout the country, we've worked on many systems, um, our owners consistently, as they've found the tool, um, they they really drink the Kool-Aid, right? It's It's because you get that contractor involved early, you get a collaborative team, and it really goes a long way towards... Uh, What exactly what Tim was saying on one of the key ones is avoiding litigation. Um, You know, in the 20 plus years I've been doing transit design build, we've never come close. Uh, Occasionally we'll have to use a, a, you know, a, a DRB, but that's about as close as we ever get to really having to wrestle with our owners. They're really collaborative teams and it's a great environment to work in. It's very rewarding.
0: Well, and transit can be so diverse too. I would think that the flexibility that you get with design-build would be particularly of interest because you're talking horizontal, you're talking vertical, but you can be doing a whole variety of, of things with a transit project, right?
1: Yeah, I think um, I, I think generally it's uh, horizontal. It can have vertical components, but you know, the the rail part, the signaling part, the systems part is really Uh, a bit of a challenge, and and you have uh, general uh, structural elements, and then you have drainage and grading and those patterns, followed by rail, followed by systems, followed by then integrated testing and all. And and it's really an orchestration of several trades to, to get to the end where you have one product there, there's a limited number of resources that can actually do this well, uh, in the United States. And, you know, here we like to think we're all about mass transportation and all of that in the United States, but frankly, we're not all that compared to some of the European cities and others. But this, um, the design build model, I I really think it forces collaboration to do it right. Right. And, and, you know, upfront, we spend a lot of time, Uh, Our solicitation uh, time up front with our partners is uh, anywhere from eight to nine months. And during that time period, you can get a lot of things worked out, whether it's uh, general requirements type things or whether it's innovative ideas. Uh, The trick is not to take the design too far uh, before we find a partner and start working with that partner or you're undoing things or you have missed opportunities. So for us, in an owner's perspective, You know, we get a uh, confinement on price. We get a quality contractor, quality designer. We get a confinement on price. And we get people that actually have demonstrated the ability to do the the work. All of that comes together and it uh, really makes our life a lot easier.
0: Great design builders are all about innovation, integration, and efficiency. That's why we're happy to have Georgia Pacific Gypsum as our design build delivers partner. The DENS Element Barrier System with AquaCore technology from Georgia Pacific Gypsum creates the water-resistive and air barrier within, eliminating the need for an additional on-site crew to apply a separate WRBAB. This innovative product provides a high-performance integrated sheathing solution for architects concerned with preserving the integrity of their building designs and offers contractors better control of their project schedules and potential time savings.
2: The operation of any rail transit system, whether it's heavy rail or the light rail, like much of the DART system, is instrumental, right, for both the, the overall efficiency of system, but most importantly, the safety. And, you know, one of the things that transit has to provide to be successful to the user is reliability. They have to know the trains are going to come every day and that they're going to be there. At the same time, there's a balance that, as an operator, I'm sure Tim will speak to, is you need time to do a certain aspect of maintenance. So in, as an owner or my owners that I've worked with, right, it's a big part of communicating the, the, the goals and the mission is to have a very maintainable system at the same time. So you know, those are the things that the dialogues that the design build delivery tool allows those very robust conversations to happen. And ultimately they improve the delivery product um, you know, at, at a, you know, a good value to the owner and long term, it's a reliable system for the owners, uh, and the uh, excuse me, the users of, mm-hmm. of the system, uh, to make sure they can get to where they need to be each day. Uh, and the other thing we see is in transit more and more, it's being tied to you know larger growth plans in the communities they're serving, the transit-oriented development. And you see some areas in some cities where they're doing infill stations where, the, where there's gentrification or growth or intended. Uh, redevelopment by the city leaders. And then you have, you know, you're expanding the reach or the tentacles of your service area as you bring people in from a greater area outside the city core. So there's a lot of different ways where transit can take advantage of design build. And I think, you know, that's a lot of the benefit of the tools that DBIA as a leader, a uh, thought leader, certainly offers to agencies, whether you're new at it or you're very mature, like like Tim's organization.
1: There's two things that I want to emphasize. Part of this collaborative effort um, really helps us achieve uh, uh, safety because we have teams that are committed to working together, and our safety programs are are really a step above, uh, so that the workforce understands uh, they they really become more of a safety culture. Uh, and a lot of that, I think, is because of the collaboration and because we're working together and we're sharing things that work for us all around the table. And the other one is uh, growing capacity. And, you know, we have uh, MWDBE uh, partners. We have small companies that are starting up. And and these folks don't have the opportunity but for a collaborative environment like design build to really get in there and understand um what some of these larger complex projects are about it gives them an opportunity to come in at sometimes they're a minor sub and they can grow their capacity to be a medium size or a large sub and even cases over the last 20 years since we've been doing this i've seen some grow from a sub now to a joint venture partner and so the the collaboration a lot of people say well tim that's mentoring." Yeah, it probably is, but it's it's not just a tag, it's how the design-build process works through collaboration that I think is the key to so much of the successes that we see as owners.
0: It's a true culture shift, and Absolutely. that's sometimes where people go wrong. They think they can just, you know, build a project and make it collaborative, but yet it's not really design-build.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd certainly speak to that Um you know, not every project is suitable for design build. I think we would be fair about that. You know, yep. there's some projects that just, it's not the right tool. Um, at the same time, as you do, when you do have it as the right tool, it's very important to have the right people. Uh, like know, you said that mind shift, the cultural shift. Uh, Tim spoke earlier, there's certain things where they got to relinquish some certain controls, but in return, they get other value. The other thing that remains still very important inside of design build is it's not the panacea, just dump every risk on the contractor. We still have to work collaboratively in maintaining that risk with the party best able. You know, in most instances, the the agency owner is going to have much more powerful legislation in their hands to help in the instances where you got to do eminent domain or property taking versus putting that on the contractor. There are some large contractors that are very capable and could take that on. Doesn't mean they should take that on, and I think we can look at every phase or aspect of the job and um, you know the, the the sophisticated owner, the sound owner who's had a lot of experience will will know they've tried to push some things maybe a little too far occasionally and then they pull it back they'll it learn happens. It happens. and um, you know I think we use <laughs> the you know and this is where the conferences come in great. you get all your peers together, whether there's the you know the owners' workshops or the practitioners workshops. There's so many tools for someone. Even if you feel you're very experienced like Tim and I in it, you can always learn something at the conference. So I think there's a lot of benefit there to get people in and and meet with your peers in the industry, across the industry, and see what's going on around the country. There's great opportunities out there.
1: Yeah, Phil, I would echo that. One of the things that I appreciate about transit is, is that most of the folks that I get to deal with are they're willing to to share their failures, not just their successes, and and so it's a very uh, unique group that way, uh, because we learn more from that. And um, when it works really really well, that the, the I, I agree with your point on there is no panacea for any project delivery, uh, but when it works really really well, sometimes it looks so easy everybody thinks they can do it. And that's the secret sauce behind behind the scenes, right? It is the people. It is um, that partnership and that collaboration. You could – I could be a first-time owner and team up with somebody like Phil, and we could be successful only because with a good partner, they can help me um, help them and vice versa. And so um, it's um, – it's, it's worth your time. You get professional development credits if you need those. Uh, but more than that, you get industry contacts. You get people that you can send an email to or pick up the phone and call. They'll actually take time out of your day and say, what can I help you with? How's things going? You know, how's your project, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a, it's a great network and it's a great opportunity to expand your professional network to, um, to, to grow for yourself and your company
0: because as we've seen the rapid growth and everyone loves rapid growth i mean i think it benefits uh, the nation overall if we can build more efficiently and effectively and resilient but on the other hand rapid growth like you said can also say gee look they're doing it. it was a great success let's just jump right in and design build run, done wrong does more damage than than not doing design build at all
2: absolutely yeah for sure um you know i think in in one of the keys too is is you know it's all about having the right tools right and you know one of the other areas where you know DBIA has done a great job is is helping owners and legislatures around the country help craft that legislation that gives you the tool to you know Tim said his program started very early and he couldn't do design build right but through the right advocacy uh, out there you can you can get those tools and you know often we use the legislation that's been successful in other jurisdictions through the the DBIA legislative efforts to help make sure the right legislation's written so that you have the right tool and it's it's in everybody's best interest again is to get out there network understand the peer support owner to owner contractor to owner and you know like Tim said if if uh, someone wanted to give me a call you know I'm happy to offer as much advice as I can in you know maybe a market that I don't even work in right or conversely or to avoid a potential conflict of interest type thing, DBI can serve as a facilitator to help put you in a peer-to-peer relationship where that conflict won't exist. So you can get open and frank feedback, what works, what doesn't back. And again, it's sharing the, the failures as well as the successes. Um, the successes are recognized, right? The, the industry will recognize success and we all want to see that. Um, but it's really, at the end of the day, it's as simple, it's the right people, and that will get you past nearly any project challenge if you have the right people working together towards a common goal. Mm-hmm.
0: There's been a lot of talk about infrastructure investment and certainly rail is an area that, you know, could certainly benefit from, from some extra federal infusion, I'm sure, as, as well as many other sectors. How, how important do you think um, a federal, how important is the federal role in transit and, and rail? Going forward,
1: well, you know it's it's hugely important. We uh, we are a subsidy operation, and so there's not a system in the United States that's not. And if you took away, you know, the federal government participation in airlines, they would be a subsidy operation, uh, just from a standpoint of security, TSA, and all of those things. So you know, we're a subsidy operation, we count on those things. And, you know, I often use the example, if if I have a a project, let's say it's a billion dollar project, and I get a federal grant uh, for 50% of that, when I build, um, make that investment in the public side, the private side will fill in around transit through transit oriented development. And it is often three and a half to four times the investment on the public side. So when you look at it from a standpoint of if you want to drive the economy and the federal government invests a half a billion dollars and can get a five billion dollar return on that. Now, that's a pretty good return. Good
0: thing for your buck.
1: And, and so that's why these things are hugely important. It's, you know, it's clicheic um it's a little corny but if you build it people will come especially in the areas that that are just begging for that through you know re, uh, gentrification and revitalization energization. there is not a city in the United States of any size that hasn't gone through that and isn't in need of that type of economic boost so in design build one of the one of the important things about design build is in that process you you have a great foundation. We find that we're successful because we can deliver good news. We build on time. We build at or under our budget. And what that does is when you do enough of that, you're a good risk. Right. Right? So as an owner or a transit property, your credit rating goes up in the federal government size. And there's not a politician today that wouldn't appreciate a good news story. And so, you know, it's hugely important to us and, you know, we we work with our delegation hoping that those grants will continue because we've seen phenomenal growth around the investment that we make.
2: Those are all great points and, you know, I think Tim from the owner's perspective certainly has the the finer behind the behind the curtain side of that. So, um, you know, from there but, you know, certainly being the contractor bidding The strength of programs that are out there today across the country are great, and it's been really rewarding. You know, where a lot of our work is in that transit sector versus highways or other modes of transportation, to see more and more of those federal dollars earmarked into these market sectors, um, I think is really helping the overall transit. Um, You know, because this is still a discrete set of dollars, but with more of them, it can help more agencies do that. Compounding of investment and return on investment that's so valuable. Um, You know, the other side that I touched related is freight, right? And especially when you go into some of your heavier commuter, they're often on shared lines, right? So there's a different level of complexity that comes into those projects. So, um, you know, I have recently seen the freight railroads also moving more into the collaborative delivery tools um, and very successfully in, in helping to work with their transit partners. So, Um, You know, we don't want to leave freight out of the conversation because they are a part of the transit picture in many areas around the country. Um, You know, and then we, you know, some of the other supplements that we see that Design Bill can also support is, you know, Tim, you'll often see in your light rail interfaces with bus rapid transit. And then, you know, we're seeing more and more where we're seeing these really intense efforts to get the multimodal transit centers where you're really – allowing that seamless transition for the user to move. Maybe the heavy rail gets them in from the suburbs, and then they get on the light rail system to get to the front door work. So there's a lot of integration even across the systems that, you know, again, it only creates a need for greater collaboration amongst all involved to make those types of complex projects successful.
0: So if you were to get out your crystal ball, what do you think it looks like for a design build in in transit and rail?
1: Well, from McKay's perspective, I, I think it's going to continue to get strong as we uh, as we around the country have more and more good news stories and and demonstrate that true partnership and collaboration, the, those are all of the things that you get out of that are things that we need in our toolbox to tell a good news story and to uh, give. Uh, folks a good news story that will provide funding for us. And I agree with Phil, uh, freight railroads are important. We own about 275 miles of rail corridor in North Texas. And so we have a very, very close relationship and we're working on a grant application literally this week uh, for transit partnered with freight in order to coexist and, and to deliver. Um, So, uh, you know, Design build from an owner's perspective gives you certainty. It provides resources. We, we don't have all of the fields of expertise and we have very small staff. And so for a billion dollar project or a multi-billion dollar program, we have to rely on extensions of our staff. Design build is one is a very, very good tool for us because we get to work with good partners and then we get to sync up where our strengths and weaknesses are with a good partner just to make, you know, the project delivery team even better. So I think it's going to continue to rise. I think it's going to continue to be popular. The biggest thing that uh, folks need to do is come and, and get educated, ask for help. Uh, because when you do that, you really get to see the benefits of design build instead of going and beating your forehead on the wall. Uh, and we've all done that. I'm as stubborn as uh, anybody else. But uh, it's really, really important. And It's a good group of folks. Uh, that's another thing I really enjoy about it. I've not met uh, anyone that is committed to design build that does it well. That They're, they're just all good people. You know, and sometimes work is work, but it's really nice when you get to work with good people who have common goals, and uh, that's really important to me.
2: Yeah, um, I just I like Tim. I see a really strong future ahead in transit. Um, you know, the, there's more and more commitment around the country. You look at some of the jurisdictions. You look at Washington State and the commitment the populace made through a tax, a dedicated tax thing. Uh, You're seeing more and more of that people want transit. It's a great tool for mobility, and I think, you know, as a whole, design build can and should be a large part of the future success stories in transit. So, you know, I'm looking forward to the conference as I do every year. Um, there's going to be more things. I know I'll learn something new and just strongly encourage folks to to get out there. It's a phenomenal peer network. The the people are passionate. The folks that are at this conference are passionate about the tool and about their projects and what they do whatever role they whether they're a vendor a subcontractor a designer a contractor or an owner they're all there and you know I think one of the most important things at transit uh, year over year we're seeing you know 15 plus percent of our attendees are those owners uh, across all market sectors and uh, the owner to owner networking is phenomenal um, at the at the transit conference
0: well thank you both for taking the time. And we'll see you in Cincinnati at Design Build for Transportation Aviation. Thank you. It's not too late to register to join transportation and aviation design builders from all over the country at the nation's only sector-specific conferences for design build. We'll be in Cincinnati the week of April 8th for a jam-packed program for experienced and novice design builders alike. You can find out more at dbia.org conferences. Thanks again to our team member, Georgia Pacific Gypsum, for their support of Design Build Delivers.